Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the Dill Journey podcast. So a bit of background into my next two guests. I uh, actually DM'd one of them literally the night before I was going down to Sydney and asked them if they'd be keen to share their story on what they've created and was straight into it, said, yep, let's do it. Um, absolute legends, Toddy and Trent at the 440 Club. I'm super excited to share this one with you. Speaking about um, how they started this brilliant club, um, I won't I won't spoil it for you, but they're doing something special and really great for the community. It's universal and they're doing a great job of it. So without further ado, here it is. Well, welcome to the podcast, boys. Um, Todd and Trent, obviously. Uh, thanks for jumping on today with such late notice. Dan, with you last night. <laughs> yeah, no, it's rocking, all good. Rocking up here. But the mm-hmm. um, way I like to sort of break the ice is by asking you a question that not a lot of people would know about you. So, like, something that you think is a little bit weird. You don't know if everyone else does it. Yep. And, um, yeah. You, you can ask first. One of us? Did anyone go? Okay, mate. You've, you, you've said it. Oh, okay, so something that probably no one or not many people know about me is my first, we were talking about castings and yeah. like a bit of modelling. The first ever job I did as a model, I was modelling a toilet seat. A toilet for a seat? plumbing company. No way. <laughs> yeah, no, no way. No shit. I um, stood there with a fucking, <laughs> with a thing of like a toilet seat. Yeah. And it went on the back of every single tradies like toilet and like all online. So yeah, wow. So I'm guessing you all got to start somewhere. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it was good money too. Only yeah. for a two-hour shoot, it was great. Mate, awesome. <laughs> um, um, okay, yeah. My godfather. Uh, yeah. He used to. Um, he used to. Uh, before casinos became legal, was involved with all the illegal casinos in Sydney. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was quite colourful back in the day. And, yeah, he um, loved him very much. And he used to, he used to run a lot of them. Really? Before they became yeah. legal. Yeah, so, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the old sort of King's Cross sort of characters and all that sort yeah. of stuff back back in the day. Yeah. Wow. Bring it back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Be the founder of something. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, so let's take a step back to down memory lane. Let's say around like year 11, year 12, what did you guys want to become? I wanted to be a, funnily enough, um, I wanted to go into sports journalism. Yeah, wow. Um, but the pathway to that was a little bit <laughs> uh, disjointed for me. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't really, I did well at school, but I didn't do as well as I needed to to go to uni to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go into that and I've sort of ended up there a little bit at the moment with doing a heap of stuff with men's health. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I saw that. but that's, yeah, that's what I really wanted to do. Yeah. But um, the underlying goal was probably just help people through through health and fitness as well. Yeah. So always in that sports in, industry. Yeah. Did you want to become like a aspiring athlete? Like were you good yeah. at any sport? When oh, you were I wanted to like run out and play for my country and run out in front of yeah. like 100,000 people. Yeah, that's that would that was a goal for me massively, and I didn't care what sport I did it. I just wanted to do that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Haven't done it yet. Yeah, <laughs> but I've done one day. Yeah, one. Still time. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, four forty world championships. Four forty world championships. You never know. There might be a hundred thousand people yeah. watching us at Bronte one day. Be the founder of it. Just make your own little uh, yeah. Australia team. Could might, might not. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it could happen. Yeah, anything's possible. Four forty World Cup. 
That's it. Build a stadium. <laughs> um, looking back at school, I honestly didn't enjoy. Um, knowing what I know now and doing what I'm doing now, um, I guess there were things I was passionate about and what might seem easy for people, and you always go for the easy things. But looking back now, the things I probably loved, like I loved surfing, I, I, was, I was a clubby, I loved competing. Yeah. Um, school wasn't for me. And, you know, that's, a, that's another debate about, you know, how that works for people. Uh, I, um, I didn't have a clear vision on what I wanted to do, you know, and I got into real estate when I left school and, and I did that for a period of time. But, you know, deep down my passion was, like Todd, um, health and fitness, helping people, more helping people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we do that through sport. 100%. Yeah. So, like, did you pick that real estate um, opportunity just for the money? Was it the money no, motivation? I, no, I'll tell you why I picked it. Because um, it, it was a, you know, it was, it was a, you know, a corporate job, but not in an office. Yeah. So I did some work experience. I enjoyed being out and about. I enjoyed being in, um, you know, looking at beautiful properties. I, I liked architecture, um, design. Um, didn't want to get involved with it, but, I, you know, I, I had a passion for it. But, um, you know, sport's what's kept me alive and kept, you know, kept this thing clear. Yeah. And, you know, part of what we'll talk about today is, is I love helping people start, get started again, continue, improve, redirect, yeah. open their mind up. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's a huge one. Like, naturally, humans want to help each other. And if you can do that as a day job, then why not, you know? Yeah. Um, so you spoke a little bit how the school system didn't work for you. Um, is it something that you think there needs to be a little change in or to accommodate for people who don't? My view on it, and yeah. this is the way I see it, and is that um, there are a lot of people out in the world who have got amazing talents and there's a pattern with where people are successful is that they, um, they might give up schooling or give up something for that and they just stick at it and stick at it and stick at it um, I think there needs to be some testing on where people's skills are and where people's passions are mm. I think you know um, this is again you know the way I see you, you go from kindergarten to year 12 you've got all those years of school it's pressure of um, studying exams and you don't know where you're heading no. um, where I know in other countries now they, they're spending more time <coughs> on having fun <coughs> Uh, getting to know themselves, seeing what they're passionate at, seeing where their arts and crafts, where their skill sets are. Yeah. And I think behind every successful artist, and you, you know, they spend hours and hours locked away in a garage, just bang, 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 doing it over and over again. Yeah, definitely, 100%. I think it's... And I think that's where, you know, what we'll talk again talk about today, we've just done something simple and over and over and over again. Yeah. And we, we, we enjoy it. 100%. What about you? What's your thoughts on it? Schooling? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I was pretty, oh, I guess I was pretty lucky. I, I got into a, a schooling system and I, I quite loved it in terms of the sporting elements that it brought to me and the friend network that it opened up. But if you ask me now if I'm in touch with all the guys I went to school with, I'd say no. Yeah. Um, there's like a really small percentage that, and not that's by no fault of you know they they weren't bad guys or anything, it's just I was going off in a different path. 
Yeah. I was when like and as as I got older, I started to outgrow a lot of the things that a lot of different people were doing, and I was just going into my own little area, um, and finding new networks and all that sort of stuff. Um, similar to what Trent said, I, I think we need to expose um, what someone's really good at and, and really highlight that and give someone an opportunity to flourish in that area because too often than not we we find that kids or or guys will graduate and they'll go in and they'll be going to do a doctorate or they'll go and do something at uni and they go what am I doing that for and they end up then they end up going into something when they're like 30 35 yeah that they really really love (laughs) exhibit a and b (laughs) right but we but, (laughs) but we've always had the underlying thing but i think we're so uh, cautious to do it because it's not the norm mm. and we go oh fuck me. why would we go and do that yeah. oh but nah you know my parents have paid for me to go and do that I need to go and do that yeah or I've got support in this angle and this is what I'm supposed to do this is what that, this is my legacy sort of thing it's like well no mm. what are you really good at yeah and then how do we expose that and that's I know it's very hard to talk about it now and say it and change the system but it's just probably giving kids a bit more of an opportunity. So I think I know some schools like have surfing for a sport. Yeah. Some schools have got like especially up on the up on the coastal states like Queensland yeah. and that. Whereas down here, you know, the the sport elements are a little bit different. I know some schools are starting to um, think a little bit more laterally now. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that region, but um, yeah, I think we definitely need to have a good solid look at that, especially in the. I know the private school system is a lot different. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like state and government funded schools. 100%, because I think um, coming out of the school system uh, two years ago, uh, I speak to a few mates now and they're probably about 50% of them have dropped out of university yeah. just through not knowing what path they want to take or yeah. then parents telling them that they want to go down this avenue, but then getting there and being like, I don't want to attend university, like I don't want to be here. And then it's almost like you trapped in this constant um, sort of like you owe your parents this you know they put all this financial um, investment into you especially yeah. coming from like a private school education you feel like like my parents deem successful getting a university degree yeah like they see what I'm doing right now is you know what are you doing like go get a real job or something you know so definitely think it's an interesting topic but that, even that like that in itself right that's exactly what I was talking about like when they look at that and they go so say you turned around and said, I want to be an artist. Yeah. Right? Doesn't matter. It could be music. could be art. could be modern art. could be contemporary. You could be pro-high. You could start throwing things against a wall and hope for the best. Yeah. Right? But, you know, that's, we, should, we should really highlight that and, and celebrate that no matter what. Yeah. Right? They shouldn't, that we shouldn't pull someone back because that's like you. That's what yeah. you want to do. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying anything against your parents or anything like that. Yeah, no. Nah. But that's the... That's the, that's the you know, that's the misleading thing we've got is, oh, we should be doing this. Yeah. But really, should we? Or should we just follow really what we want to do? Yeah. It's all about asking questions and being a bit more self-aware. But we're going through that now with this. Like, yeah. Like in, in one way, we're doing something new, but like it, it's not. We're just getting the people to move. Yeah. And we're, we're constantly having conversations going, well, what do you get out of it? Like, um, how do you monetize it? How much money are you getting paid? Uh, it's a non-stop question that we get from people. And, like, we didn't start this to make money. Um, will, will it grow into something? Maybe. But 
we're onto something which we think, which we know is bigger than us, and we're getting people moving, people are getting happy, and 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 it's spreading, and you know we know it's working. It's been trialled and tested, so we're probably a little bit of a mature age where our parents aren't saying, "What are you doing?" By general public, yeah, they don't get it. No, and that's okay. Um, we're not in a hurry. We get it. Um, each day we find someone else that gets it. They bring someone else that gets it, and we're just rolling. With, you know, we're just rolling with the punches. Yeah, you know, we're talking to people like yourself. We're coming up on radars. We're not out door knocking trying to sell it to anyone. No, and you know, it's taken. <laughs> you look at. And we wouldn't be doing this without our life experience. Yeah. So, you know, we're, I'm, I'm 40. He's closer so, to 40 than 30. <laughs> hey, 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 35, <laughs> mate. And, you know, this is, and, and, and no disrespect, it's not a 20 to 25-year-old's um, job what we're doing because our life experience has brought us to this moment in time where we can, we can share our experiences, we can be unconditional, we can be patient with people. Yeah. We don't have expectation on anyone to turn up it's just we're there come don't come it's cool yeah i think that's what and that's life yeah exactly and i think you saying like 40 year olds especially like it's all that life learning throughout the past 20 years building up to not 40 specific not specifically (laughs) (laughs) specifically but (laughs) education today (laughs) (laughs) so um we spoke a little bit about it but tell us about this 440 club and what it's all about and where you see it um wordsmith here he goes (laughs) You've been you've been waiting to say well, it. Well, it's becoming it's becoming scripted now because we we're getting to talk a lot of people about it. Um, yeah, it was a it was a, a running session that I started a few years ago, um, based off a track session. Uh, it was ten four hundred and forty meter efforts up a hill. Made it a bit harder than a track. Running hills is something I never enjoyed, and I found that um, it helped me a lot. I got super fit. I turned that run into a loop run. After my mates dropped off, we trained for a half marathon. I'd, I'd recorded my fast time. And then I started inviting people down. And, and we've joked about this before. I put out a, an invitation on a Thursday about three years ago through Instagram. You know, come run hills, great. And then, you know, we found the post and no one turned up. I ran it on my own. I posted. Yeah. And then for about a year or so, um, it just faded in and out, I had no idea, no vision, no plan on this. I'd made a transition from corporate and Toddy and I have been mates. He started coming down. He did his day one about 12 to 18 months ago. We call it day one, when's your day one? And then we used a lot of stuff that we'd grown up on, like banter, with, you know, when we trained. Mm-hmm. To sort of mask the pain and the stress and, you know, I don't want to be here today. So it was, we started having jokes about people getting out of bed, setting alarms. Giving them nicknames, giving everyone nicknames. nicknames yes. You know, and, and it just, we started sending it out through social media. And we just, we just at the same time every week, we got objections from everyone. But we, we had to make a decision at some point, and that's probably where, where it shifted for us. We said, hey, what? You and I are there regardless of what everyone else is doing. And a bit like we were talking about before, I'm not waiting for anyone. If someone says they're coming, cool. Five o'clock's when we start. And once we made that decision, that shift, we weren't worried if anyone turned up. People could look us in the eye and say, we're coming. Yeah, and then they didn't, and it didn't matter. 
And people started to see that, hey, these guys don't want anything. They were doing it unconditionally. And then they started to support us. They started to bring their friends. And, and we just, it just started to grow and grow. And, you know, we're hitting 10s and 20s and 30s. And we, we were ha honestly hand on heart having fun. And it worked. It was simple. The formula was simple. People started enjoying. Then we went from having a run. We're jumping in the water together. We're going to the, our favourite coffee shop in Bondi and it became a run dip sip. The people from the coffee shop that we'd bombard at 6 a.m. started coming down and running with us. You know, and then the numbers just, it grew, it grew, it grew. We started getting interest from people from interstate. You know, my friend, my girlfriend runs it, what do we got to do? We didn't have time to think about it. This, this happened all probably about, well, nearly, no, probably 10 months ago. Yeah, well. So from Christmas last year, we cracked our what we we cracked probably our biggest numbers. Yeah, we're hitting like forties and fifties and sixties and eighty. Jeez, and it was just nuts. Yeah. Like, like, why? <laughs> yeah. And I, well, that's probably the thing we didn't question it. We just said let's just keep going. Yeah. And we started pumping more content out. You know, you know text, met DMing more people, put it, put it on their, put it on their stories and their stories and their stories and tag this and tag that. Like it was, when you look at it now, it was a lot of work of texting using our thumbs, but. It was well worth it. Yeah. Because we were just, oh, there's all, you know, people say, you know, don't harass people. We, we just pumped it out because we were enjoying it. We are having fun. And it was just, it just became something that everyone started talking about. You know, I was telling Todd the other day, uh, I bumped into a guy and I said, I've got this run club. He didn't know I was doing it. And then he goes, oh, actually, you know, I was at the pub the other night. And um, <laughs> he goes, my mates were talking about this, like, about Tinder. He said, oh, you're going to Tinder? And Blake goes, don't worry about Tinder. <laughs> go to the 440. <laughs> and I just laugh. I thought, fair enough. And, you know, the best part about that is that it's a meeting place and you've got healthy-minded people. And I'm sure there are relationships blossoming yeah. out of it now. Yeah. But, but in good headspaces. So it's, in answer to your question, it just, we, we, we led from the front. We, we turn up with in, in good head spaces. We went there to have fun. We went there to support people, give everyone opportunity, no judgment. And here we are. You know, we, st we open our 12th um, run club this Saturday and right. 13 next week. Unlucky for Jazza. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's yeah. phenomenal. And yeah. so, like, let's take it back to that first day. We were speaking about it a bit before. Yeah. Um, you sort of just running it by yourself yeah. or was it one person? No, it was, it was me. Um, yeah. And I, I, look, at, looking back now, if you'd asked, if you'd told me we would hit 200 people on that run event, I would have just laughed at you and, and, and kicked you in the shins. Um, and what we were saying before is that when we talk to our new operators, you know, they get excited about having this big, you know, opening day. And I say, look, part of this whole process, it's not about how many numbers you can get there every week. It's, it's about... Um, there are people that you can get to turn up, but they're probably not going to be your long-termers and every workers. The, the people we're really trying to a, a, attract are people that want to get moving. They've lost their self-confidence. They don't know where to start, don't know where to turn. And, you know, we've said, look, if you turn up and there's no one there, cool. Get your selfie, all right? <laughs> Smile, put it up there, because your mates are going to go, look at this battler. We've got to go and help him. Like, feed off that. Make it lighthearted. Don't not, we've had some of our operators not post phones, like, no, get it up. 
pure there. It's you in the rain. It's just you. Just take a photo. You know, get someone to take a photo of you standing there like a drowned rat. Looks cool. Put it up there because you look back on that and you see how your group grew. You know, and it's a beautiful, like for us to go back now over our account, it's, it's incredible. Like we had a post the other day, 12 months ago, eight people. Last weekend, 120. So to us, that's our reward. It's our story. Yeah, yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about the positive effects that you've had on certain individuals or um, groups? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's really cool now that there's over like a handful of these stories that are developing and and starting to to, um, get created. Um, I mean, our biggest one is probably Jim, the guy that um, came into the gym here. Um, was watching us for like 12, 13 months and was constantly watching it and going, hey, I can't go down there. I'm not fit enough. I can't turn up there. Everyone's like, I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm overweight. I'm trying to get back into fitness, but I can't even do it. So for him to actually just turn up or tell himself that I've got to get myself up at a certain time to get there, he eventually got there, um, got around people that he didn't even know. He knew me. I introduced him to Trent. Started running, and then everyone's coming past, and they're giving him a bum tap. Good job, Jim. Keep going. Keep going. He started doing the second lap, had tears in his eyes. Because he goes, what the fuck's going on? Like, why are these people telling me I'm doing a good job? And and Because he, he didn't get that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that support network around him. So, like, looking at guys like that, and then what he brings from that, he's the biggest spokesman for the 440 now. Like, he goes out there and recruits people to come down and run it. Um, has turned into another girl, Jody, who, who used to drive from the Central Coast an hour and 20 minutes just to get there to run. She'd run for a half hour, 45 minutes, and then drive back. So she started, she came on Trent's um, 40th birthday. We ran 40 laps of the 440. <laughs> oh, mate, it was, it was hectic. Started at 3 a.m. Started at 3 a.m. Right? finish. Oh, we finished at normal. So we started at three, yeah. through to five, and then started the normal run at five and finished the last 10 laps. So it was 40 laps. Gosh. But Jody, <laughs> Jody drove down from the Central Coast at one in the morning and then met us down there and got there early and walked it. That was her first 440 she came to do it because we were posting about it, like, yeah, we're doing 40 laps. Oh, and she's like, I'm going to be part of that. And she had now drives down on herself. She's moved to Maroubra. I'm pretty sure to be closer to the 440. <laughs> no way. So like a proper sea change. Yeah. But mate, stuff like that, like these stories, that's what I'm saying. This, the, as Trent said, the thing's bigger than us because stuff, stories like that are now starting to develop all over the pockets on every single 440 that are now popping up. Um, so mate, there's just positiveness everywhere in the, in the whole thing. Yeah. So, we had, um, so we did a podcast with, with Body Science, which we put out last week, and <coughs> we just spoke about, you know, like Jim and, and people stalking the account. And I've had three private messages in the last seven days with people going, hey, that's me. And there was a guy, there was a guy last weekend in South Bank, uh, sorry, South Yarra, our Melbourne run club, and uh, one of our Melbourne run clubs, and he, he went down after hearing our podcast. So, you know, part of what we need to do now is we're starting to tell the stories. Mm. It's easy for us. Well, it doesn't work as us being the face. You can come down and run. Like, they go, you look fit. I'm not like you. Well, you are, but in, in their mind, they're not. So the, the Jodies, the Jims and these guys in South Yarra, we just 
send that out because it makes everyone realise, hey, we're all on the same page. You know, Todd and I battle. You know, we get to Fridays and we're like, I just want to lay down. We're cooked. <laughs> I just want to go to 440 Nap Club. Yeah. And we then have a discussion with ourselves, which is hard for the male ego. It's like, don't turn up unless you want to train hard. We go, mate, I'm going to have a wander tomorrow morning. I want to get my bum tapped. I'm not in a hurry to do anything. And, and we've, we've done that. We've walked yeah. it. Like, we've walked really, with people yeah. just because we've got to be there. We want to be there. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, we get there and we like look at each other and the eyes are rolling and like the emoji and we go, ah. and then you know, someone at Dyer's like Jim, I'll give Jim a big hug. Well, now every week I get a surprise tap from someone who threatened or you know promised to come six months ago, and this is the blockages. It's helped us to understand that it's not easy for a lot of people to come. Yeah, it's easy for us to say, hey, you let me down, you this, but no, it's about them and it's about them, you know, finding the courage. So we can help with that by going, hey, they're struggling too. Why don't you come and link arms with them? So I get a tap on the back. And instead of being annoyed because they promised six months ago, it's, it's a highlight of my morning. I get a surprise every Saturday. Yeah. And it's, it's so amazing. You know, it's, I get excited. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, which battler's going to turn up this morning? And we do. We get hugs, high fives, kisses, bum taps. And it's, it's that human touch and interaction which is the infectious part of what we do. 100%. And I think, like, what you guys are creating is something very special in the sense of community that we've almost sort of lost through social media always being in our phones. We spoke briefly about it, but I think what you're encapturing is, especially in that health industry, like going to your average gym, everyone's sort of staring you down, no sort of smiles, everyone doesn't really look like they want to be there, but then you look at your social media and what you guys are bringing to the table, it's almost like a fresher breath air, I guess, in the fitness industry and something that I think a lot of people are obviously catching on to and want to create. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, cool. But um, so now it's all things sort of personal development slash um, mentors that have had a big effect on your life. Um, so do you have also, with the morning ritual, do you have a certain morning ritual that you sort of go to every morning? Like it might be go for a run straight up or have a little morning cocktail. You know, it might be a bit of lemon water, yeah. and salt. Cocktail, yeah. To get the go. Far out gone to those days. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I guess um, meditation's a big part of that. So yep. waking up, I guess I wake up, um, sort myself out, splash my face, have have a little um, something to drink. Then I try and get my media out first thing in the morning. So I usually do two, and Trent will talk about this as well, but Vedic meditation, he's been doing it a lot longer than I have. Um, so 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon. Okay. Um, got a mantra that I follow and, and go through. And mate, that settles me and that steadies me for, and gives me a little bit more of a clear path for the day. Because, um, man, I'm, like, balancing so many different things throughout the yeah. day. Like, I've got a portfolio of things that are just popping up everywhere. Um, so it's just finding a, 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 a button that I can hit and go, boom, I'm ready to go. Yeah, so um, it sort of helps with all the overwhelming thoughts that you might yeah. be going through. Yeah, and there's naturally a training element that comes with that because we're training every day and doing that. That's just a, that always happens, but the training varies. Um, but that's a bit pretty constant non-negotiable that happens. Um, and some food has to happen before I do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever that is. And yeah. I usually try, and if I'll get the medi done, I'll get it after I train. 
Yeah. Because the endorphins are kicked in and I can relax a little bit more. Um, mm. Or do it before. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so one of the things that I've worked out after 40 years <laughs> is that, you know, life's not perfect. And, you know, you can get into routine and sometimes routine doesn't work. And that's, that's the way I see it. And, and that's why, like, if you go back to talking about our people coming to 440, there are a lot of people that plan to come and life gets in the way, you know, stress at work, stress in relationships or whatever it may be. So, you know, my mornings, I'm up early, I train, you know, take my clients. Um, I don't get too caught up. If I can get the medi done early, great. If not, um, the more I meditate, the higher my, um, my consciousness is, which means that when I find a gap in the day, I'll, I'll do it in the car. I'll lean against the tree. So it can be random. And the thing I've learnt with meditation, you can get so fixated on if you don't do it at the right time and the right settings, the right lighting, it doesn't work. And it's, it's, it's so far from the truth. It's, it's effortless. So I try and get my two in a day. I'm not hard on myself if I don't. You know, we like a coffee and a banana bread. It's a little ritual. Um, and we just, I don't know, I try and just roll with the punches. Because things do happen. You know, it's like clients who can't get there. You know, I don't get annoyed at them. It's usually they've, they've slept in because they're exhausted. They slept in because the baby kept them up all night. So if I'm going to then give them a hard time because they didn't turn up, it's, it's, there's nothing worse. Like, go back to the 440, I'm going to give someone a hard time because they're trying to lose weight. They've, they've got a lot of noise up here at the moment and I'm giving them more mm. shit because they didn't turn up. It's like, nah. You know, you, you, you change your perspective and you go, okay, hey, we don't know what they're seeing right now. They'll come when they're ready. And that's why, you know, our photo's important every week because they hate, they're there. They look, they're getting on with it. So then they sort their shit out and then they come. And so it's the rituals, so there are rituals. Um, we try and get the certain things done each day. Um, we've got a bit more workload now. Todd's got more than me with all these things, but, but this is now taking out more time. Yeah. And we just make it work. It helps when we love it. Yeah. You know. Um, and like saying yes to things like this, <clears throat> we want audiences, we want people to know what we're doing. So yeah. it's worth the effort, it's worth... They're not inconveniences anymore. It's part of what we do. Yeah. And spreading that message, obviously. Yeah. Um, so have you had any sort of significant figures, like mentors that have really sort of stead you in the right path, like you might have been going down a different avenue and then sort of put you on the right... So I was in corporate for a long time. I was doing real estate, and look, it was for me. It was soul destroying. It was um, I was you know driving myself into the ground. I enjoyed it for a long time. I learned a lot out of it. I, like, I've taken a lot of skill set to this. Um, I want to go back and help people in the real estate industry. We've we've spoken about public speaking and just yeah using this platform to just get people moving. And so when I made the change, there were people just saying, look, you know, do do what you're passionate. And like, <laughs> I wanted to be creative and Todd and I have spoken about this before and I wanted to help people I got into training just to get out of real estate but I had no real direction and then this sort of came up and it feels right so we've just now go right up let's do this and so I've had yeah, people from, yeah, from lawyers to, to, to entrepreneurs to you know my real estate mentors um yeah, good, good. You attract good people when you're doing stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, they, they back you. There are a lot of people that probably don't get what we do. 
so they're not around, they don't turn up, they don't see it, and that's cool. Definitely. But the people that do see it, they want to help us. Like They're just like, what, what can we do? They're bringing mates in Hawaii and, and New York going, you've got to get this thing happening over there. I'm like, cool. Oh, got, I think we're at a conference call with Hawaii today or tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. They want it, they've got you know, the kids over there running amok and they want to try and help them. They're on pharmaceuticals and all yeah. sorts of you know, drugs. And, and yeah. you know, we're like, great, cool, let's help them. Definitely. Let's help them. We can, we can make that you know, little bit of change for them and might save a few lives over there. Yeah. So, you know, it's very hard not to want to do this. No. Yeah, well, and so obviously, you know, 440 starting to create a bit of noise and get yourself out there. What's like the legacy that you want to leave? Oh, this will be around. <laughs> this will be around a lot longer than me. Um, yeah. A lot longer than both of us. <laughs> like you said, you know, this, this stuff's been around before. Yeah. We grew up on it. You, you train together in groups. You, you know, you, you, you bring the battlers along and you, there's always a battler in the group and you make them feel good, you know. They make you feel good, going, God, look at you. Um, and, you, <laughs> you know, and it's like in a good way, you know. You, you, you take the piss out of each other. So we're not, we haven't reinvented the wheel. Um, but the way this is growing, um, my legacy is... is to give people the confidence again that they, they can do this on their own. That's my legacy. <laughs> that you don't have to hold their hand. You know, I've had doors open for me over the years. I haven't walked through them because I've wanted someone to walk me through, but it's, it's up to me. We've created a platform and an environment that, you know, we've spoken about this. You've still got to do the work. We're there. We're not going to hold your hand. Yep. You know, we'll, we'll pat you on the back. Walk a metre, cool. Do 10 laps great. I don't care. I'm not going to judge you either way. So they walk out of there going, shit. I'm not being judged. They're cool guys and girls. And they're there every week. Um, so our, this will be our legacy that this, this will be around a lot longer than us. I don't know much, much longer, but he'll be around for a long time. Yeah. Mm. Wow. It's awesome. And lastly, if you had any advice to or people that are sort of on the fence and they're listening to this right now and they want to go to a 440 club in their area, what would be one piece of advice you, you'd give them to sort of get over the line and just really... Two things. Take, oh, two things, here we go. Ignore that. Yeah. Whatever that's telling you, ignore it. That's the, he's pointing to the brain. <laughs> FYI. Yeah. No one can see that. He's pointing to his brain. Ignore this thing up here. Yeah. Whatever it's telling you and, and, and turn up. Just fucking get there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, th I think as well too, um, and I like the last couple of years for me has been a lot about trusting your gut and and going with that rather than going, oh, if I do that, I'm tired, or if I go there, I'm going to be this or I'm going to be that. Like if it feels good, go and do it. Mm. So that's really what we're about. We're trying to make people feel good through events all around the world. That's an event that takes place every Saturday at every single run club, 52 events of the year at every single spot. And then off the back of that, we're going to be doing all these other events that are going to bring people together and help people. That's the underlying message, right? We just want to get people moving and help them. Um, so I think to get people across the line, if they're looking at it going, they're really fit, or I don't know if I can do that, it's not the case. Like... That is a free entry point for you to turn up and to start walking and running and be around some really cool people that can help you. Yeah, 100%. So.
And lastly, if they could find you on social media, yep. What's your socials? Uh, we're <laughs> we're at little t h e underscore four forty. It's the line yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, the line on the bottom. Okay, that's an underscore, right? For anyone that needs yeah. to know. Um, yeah. But yeah, our website should be up in the next couple of weeks. Oh, wow. um, yep. So uh, when that's live, we're we're really looking forward to that because that'll give us a really nice entry point for people to learn and understand and, mm. and be a part of the run club and find their local uh, run bosses around the world. We're going we're gonna to talk about us and, 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 and more about the 440. We're going to have our members and their stories. Yeah. Um, we'll probably put this podcast up there as well. Yeah. Like yeah. All, all those sorts of yeah. things. So. Yeah, look, we want to... We want to reduce our workload as well because at the moment like people are like oh what is it and, and that's fine and <coughs> I think you know the members um, our family um, they tell a better story because they're the ones doing it as well yeah and they're all you know different religion shapes and sizes and you know it's it's a real colourful bunch of people it's good to hear from everyone yeah no, amazing. Well, thanks for jumping on today, boys. Legend. It's been awesome. Cool. And I'm hoping someone got something out of it today. And, uh, yeah, they're inspired to go out and see join that 440 Club. We'll see you in your budgies in the Blackmores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see you then. <laughs> thanks, brother. Thanks, mate. How good was that? The boys, oh, the absolute crack up. Shout out to Toddy and Trent. Thanks so much for jumping on. Um, I reckon there was definitely a few people that got something out of it. And before uploading this, I wanted to uh, see what the 440 was all about and give it a go myself. So um, on the podcast, we did on the Wednesday and on that Saturday, I went to the local one. I live on the Gold Coast at Miami and that's run by Maddie Palmer and went there, rocked up and straight up felt welcomed a very inclusive um, like-minded group of people that are all positive um, love to live a healthy life and then after the the 10 hit the the hill session sorry um, we went went for a swim and then I uh, grabbed a coffee and I'll tell you what it was one of the best Saturday mornings of clubs it's in your local areas it's free um, and they've got about 13 clubs now. So um, just literally type up on Instagram 440 and you'll be able to find the boys and your nearest club. So hope you enjoyed the podcast. Tune in next time when I talk about uh, Benny from Freedom Float and all about floating and how it can actually help your mental health. Um, and if you like this podcast, chuck it up on your story, tag the 440 Club and myself, Dylan Nicholson Journey. And have an awesome day.